Hey everyone, welcome back to the Glass Seeds Podcast. This is our show where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on headlines surrounding the NHL, including recent stories, game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst fans. This is Vidi. And my name is Mernal. And this week in hockey, are you ready to overanalyze an entire team season of based course. on three games? Of course, that's what we all do. <laughs> the regular season is underway. We and are back, baby. And reactions are already off the wall. Yep. So uh, buckle in. We're going to have 30 minutes of us uh, overanalyzing things because yeah. it's fun. Yeah. And this is what fans do. Let's stir the pot. Let's, uh, let's be part of the problem. Let's start with the uh, number one pick center extraordinaire, mm-hmm. Connor Bedard. Yep. If you hadn't heard enough about him already, mm-hmm. he has been impressive. Is it uh, too early to say best Connor in the league? Yes. <laughs> yes. It is. It's been what two games, three games, <laughs> three games, three games. Yeah, but hey, three points in three games. Yeah, it is. It is better than the other Connor. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, he's he's been great. He's been uh, extraordinary. He's been really helping out, like on ice. Like his presence is known. You can see that yeah. already. Like defensemen from the other team are kind of not trapping him. Like it's a playoffs or anything, but they're alert. Did you sure. see uh, Brad Marchand try to steal him? Steal? No. What okay, there's a video where they're both going for a line change, mm-hmm. and Marchand wraps his stick around him and drifts oh, him towards the oh, Bruins that, that. bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just that, like, steal that, yeah. No, no, no. The Bruins need a center. They're yeah. coming with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got we got two guys retired. We need you. <laughs> I think uh, that's a welcome to the NHL when Brad Marchand starts messing with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? G- good for him. Like, And yeah. I'm sure like he took it on the chin. Just, yeah. But yeah, he's been impressive. And even the, even the goals he scored have been high effort goals you know obviously it's not just uh it's not just empty net stuff it's like the i don't know if you saw the goal he he scored but oh yeah, yeah. the wraparound and yeah. it was a second attempt and stuff yeah great goal and honestly it's more impressive to me has been in the playmaking mm-hmm. some of those passes he makes are insane. insane insane yeah like even the i i can't remember if it was preseason or not but there was one behind the pass behind the back pass no look yeah, yeah and i was like wow this kid is special like i think you know um if you're playing like the nhl game and like what skills he has the yeah. one that stands out to me is the saucer pass yes he's so good at it yes yeah and I, the, the thing is i me personally i also think it's annoying when analysts or will just like overhype someone and all you hear about is you know Connor Bedard or like uh-huh. years ago it was just Connor McDavid this Connor McDavid that comparing him to Crosby they they tried to make a Brandon Manning versus Connor McDavid feud at some point which was unbelievable to me uh the guy who broke uh, Connor McDavid's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yeah I, I was see like, that's how irrelevant it was I forgot who ex- that guy was exactly yeah. yeah yeah and I mean like we're really making a feud out of this like just to like get some clicks with Connor McDavid's name the thing is though I think Connor Bedard so far has honestly earned this title. Yeah. He has been good. And they tried it a little bit, like with um, the first game was against Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. So they had Crosby versus Bedard. Yeah. But like Bedard himself is just not the type of guy to be feuding. Yeah. He's just like, hey guys, happy to be here. Yeah. He, you know what he reminds me of? Uh, when Tom Holland entered Civil War as Spider-Man. Yeah. That's what he reminds me of. What's up, guys? Yeah. Spider-Man. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Good for him. I think that's the mentality he needs to have. And I, I, I saw somewhere he was getting like kind of flamed for not having personality but i think you kind of need to do that you tread lightly in the yeah. nhl he's also 18 right yeah you know i can he's probably nervous i can yeah. see a personality coming out yeah and like you know um matthews had didn't he have that too like he, he was, was like, very kind of, reserved yeah yeah but now he's like this big personality with a little stash and yeah. everything and like and if you yeah. don't like it screw you kind of mentality yeah so, yep uh, so I mean, I think he'll his personality will come out. At least I should say, I hope it comes out in the future. Yeah, because uh, we don't need another Crosby or McDavid. Yeah, just cardboard. Yeah, and speaking of, uh, that's a great segue. Um, 
Edmonton's not been great so far, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, the first game didn't happen. Yeah? Yeah. What about the other one where they still lost? Yeah. <laughs> to the same team. Oh, man. Yeah. They're roasting great. me for being high on them in the in the preview. Yeah, but... I'm absolutely two games in and I'm getting toasted already. Yeah, well, <laughs> I told you. We also said that, you know, like we gave our predictions early. Vegas is off to a hot start. They're already like, what, 12 goals in or something yeah. like that, three games? Like what? They're like, what hangover? Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're running it back. But yeah, point is uh, Vancouver's been looking good. Vancouver's been looking stellar against them and Edmonton's been looking not great. And I'm trying so, to figure out why, honestly. I mean, I can tell you why. McDavid's getting shut down? No, it's Thatcher Demko. Really? Yeah. Did you watch that first game? Like, I mean, he was good, but like he was, he was also lights out good. He, he was sick too, which is strange. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, to think about. But yeah. like, at least goaltending seems to be back. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Actually, is this legit for Vancouver? They're just hot right now. I don't know because we've again we're overanalyzing the hell out of this. It's three games in, and yeah. I, we've seen this with Buffalo many a times where they are scorching hot to the top of the league, and then they don't even make the playoffs by then. But yeah, by end yeah. of April. Like, it's the hallmark of, like, a fringe team, right? Yes. Hot October, in a playoff spot, in yeah. like, the at the end of the year. Yeah. And then uh, they kind of fizzle out in the new year. Yeah. Until at, at some point, they'll go on some ridiculous 10-game winning streak. Everyone will be talking about them. Yeah. And and then we'll see. So, it's, but, it's way too early to tell. But, I mean, Brock Besser scoring four goals. Is that is cool. good. That is good, yeah. And there was all the trade rumors of, like, are we shipping out JT Miller? Are we sh- shipping out Brock Besser? You know, Elias Pettersson? See, this is the thing, right? This could be long-term bad for Vancouver, right? Like, what if they don't ship out these players, mm-hmm. and like you said, they fall off and don't make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Are they going to miss out on about the deadline, right? What if it's they fall off at post-deadline? You know, it, it could be something like uh, they're in a playoff spot deadline, They mm-hmm. maybe they buy, and then they're, they miss the playoffs mm-hmm. by one spot or two spots. Mm-hmm. And now, next year, they're bad again. I, I don't know. I, I, I think people are still... Brock Besser is like a name that... He is, has established himself in previous seasons, and he mm-hmm. kind of maybe had like a, a little bit of a slump last year. Um, maybe, maybe the past I two mean, years. I mean, the whole team had a slump last year. Yeah, past two years. Um, but this is, this is a lightning hot way to come... To make a statement on, on the opening at night, too. Yeah. Four goals. That's insane. So I think people are like paying attention again. You know what I mean? I, I think it was just a slump... So even though, like, you know, it's the same way Tampa way overpaid for uh, Tanner Janot. Oh, yeah. Three you know picks I mean? for Tanner Janot. Yeah. yeah. So, like, people are still going to remember Brock Besser, the name Brock Besser at the trade deadline. Yeah. So I, I don't think, I think they'll be fine in terms of where, regardless of where his production is. So, okay. So you yeah. not don't think they should uh, take the chance to rebuild now? No. No. Just ride I, it out. I, clearly, it's, something is working. And I, I think their coaching staff is, has been, like, generally pretty good, too. Not yeah, just, not just mean, the goalie uh, stuff. But. It's Rick Tockett now, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, and, yeah, it's been good. And, like, clearly something is working. It's obviously two games in, but, like, you took down an Edmonton team with Connor McDavid twice. And yeah. once was by a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. So, and with a sick goalie. Like, yeah, literally so, sick goalie. So, so let me flip you this question. What's yeah. wrong with Edmonton? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I Leon has looked fine to me. Yeah, Leon. He's the he had the one goal in the first game. Yeah, uh, McDavid has looked not his best, but he's looked okay. Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Maybe this is the two ma- two team thing that we're talking two person yeah. team. If you are uh, the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, are you starting Jack Campbell or Stuart Skinner? Skinner, <laughs> I think Skinner. They right. started Jack Campbell in the first game, right? Yeah, yeah, and he, he, they pulled him. Yes, so Skinner. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I think maybe that's the biggest problem. They started Jack Campbell. They have a goalie that can't save a beach ball. Yeah, and this yeah. is he wasn't good with last year with Edmonton either. Yeah, and they were like kind of hoping, oh, he's it's an adjustment year. He maybe he'll figure it out. Yeah, but this is what I said. It's you got to start trusting Stuart Skinner, right? Yeah, that he's going to improve. Yes, because I think Skinner has room to improve. Right? Yeah. Campbell is Campbell at yeah. this point. Yeah, I I don't remember. There was definitely I believe it was on the Sharks that had a goalie tandem that was just. Both of them were both so bad that they didn't really know who was starting. I think it was Reimer and Jones, maybe? No, I don't think they ever played together. What year are you talking about? Last year? I can't remember. It was There was a goalie tandem in the past couple years, two, three years, where it was Jones and somebody else, and they couldn't decide who was a starter yeah, anymore. Jones and Dell. Jones and Dell, yes, yeah. yes. That was the one. Yeah, Jones and Dell. And they couldn't find out, figure out who the starter was anymore because they yeah. were both bad. Yeah, this was like in 2019. This yeah. is verbatim what is happening in Edmonton right now. But They're both not looking great. I still have hope for Stuart Skinner. I think Jones yeah. and Dell, we didn't have hope for either of them. You don't have hope for Campbell? I, I think Campbell is what Campbell is. He is a backup that will occasionally get hot. Oh, damn. <laughs> so he got signed to a starter contract based off a good yeah. year in Toronto? Yeah. Based off, Dang. he had one good, he had a good, uh, like, end of the year in LA, went to Toronto, had a decent year, got that contract in Edmonton, I think. Sounds like Jones, honestly. At some point, yeah. I think Campbell will get hot. He'll give you a good streak in, like, January, February. Yeah. Uh, maybe, so I think he has value. Right. Of being on a roster. I don't think you should be getting rid of him. Yes. But. But January, February is, like, far away. And if you're not in a playoff spot, like, what good is a hot streak going to do at that point? Uh, like if that's what I'm saying, you got to start trusting Stuart Skinner. I see. Okay. You know, I see. and we're going to get into this, but the goalie conversation in NHL is where the heat is right now. Yes. Yeah. There's a uh, lot. Yeah. Do you want to actually get to that? Yeah. Let's, let's go to that real quick. Yeah. So who was the goalie we kept talking about potentially moving? Well, it was Hellebuck. And uh, Winnipeg <laughs> so took the that. wind out of all everybody's sails. Yeah, <laughs> too, so, too much, so much for that. Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck. Exact contracts. Two new contracts in Winnipeg. Uh, 8.5 million cap hit for the next seven years. Yeah, identical. Yeah. Yeah, so no movement clause for the first three years. Uh, modified no trade clause for the rest where mm-hmm. they can provide a 10-team no trade list. So I'm all, surprised by this. Yeah, all the talk we said about maybe Winnipeg should think about rebuilding, Winnipeg just went no. No, yeah. And I thought the reason I'm surprised by this is I know the, Shifley's love for Winnipeg has been very public. Mm-hmm. I thought Hellebuck borderline requested a trade. Yeah, he did. And, and he, then <laughs> uh, at the end of last year, he was talking about, no, I want out. And then I remember Friedman going into like training camp this year was like, ah, maybe they'll work it out. And it seems like they worked it out like what money talks type of deal or like or maybe they convinced him that we're actually going to go for it mm-hmm. but wow, if like you look what, at this roster do you that's what i'm saying yeah. i was like what unless you unless they all are wearing golden knights jerseys this roster is not making a cup final like there's pieces right mark shifley kyle connor connor hellebuck right but um it's the decor right that's yeah. questionable yeah i was looking at their decor the other day and i'm like if this was like three years ago, this decor would be stacked. Yes. But they're all players that were like really good like three years ago. Yeah. And so do you, what do they need then? You think they need elite defensemen and offensive defensemen? I mean, they have a decent amount of back end offense. Like Josh Morrissey, Neil Pionk can do it. They just haven't unlocked that yeah. recently. Wasn't Morrissey uh, nominated for 
No, I don't think he got the nomination, but he, oh, was, he didn't. Okay. He was uh with fans, he was circling. Okay. His name was circling. I see. His nickname was Josh Norrissey in Winnipeg last Smart. year. Smart, yeah. Yeah. But um Yeah, I think they need just help on the D. Like I yeah. wouldn't say offense or defense, but you know, maybe someone like a puck mover. Like mm-hmm. not someone I'd expect to like score points, mm-hmm. but I'd have to take a look and see what D men are available, but like just from this past off season, if they had been in on like Matt Dumba mm-hmm. or John Klingberg. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Like, don't you think one of those two would have helped out this D line? I, so I, with the, the Klingberg contract in Toronto, I still think they're he's trade bait <laughs> to be totally yeah. honest. I don't think, I don't see him resigning in Toronto. Um, but I don't know. the, the decor in Toronto is a whole other thing. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's a, we can have a whole episode on that, but yeah, like that's, I don't know. I think, For me, I'm still struggling to understand. I thought Winnipeg was trying to go get a little bit of a head start on this rebuild. And the amount of assets they could have got for both Shifley and Hellebuck, that would have maybe completed their rebuild. I I think they should have. Like, this is the question, right? And they signed them for seven years. Mm -hmm. Within those seven years, do you see Winnipeg as a cup contender? Maybe. I don't know. Seven years is a while. It's a big, fat maybe, right? Yeah. It's definitely not this year. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it, especially now with the current roster. Blake and, Wheeler went away. And Shifley and Hellebuck are only going to get worse. Yeah. They're both like 30-ish. Right. Th- that's another thing. This is a big contract for 30-something-year-olds, right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I Again, there's a, they're confirmed for the first three years, each yeah, of them. No movement clause. Right. No. But so after that... Maybe that's the question. Do, do Winnipeg has to win within three years. Right? Yes. Because then, then after that, you can probably trade them. But those are, st- <laughs> that's a big value and big term to, yeah, but, to trade away, right? Like, I mean, someone will take him. You get, you get someone to retain. Look at what Vegas does, right? You pull in a third team to retain, yeah. you chuck in some prospect, that whatever. You can manage a trade. Carlson was dealt for 10 mil a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, so, okay. Fair enough. Like, you, you figure it out. Yeah. You know, get freaking some bottom feeder team to hold a bunch of salary. Arizona. Right? <laughs> yeah. Arizona, Anaheim, whoever's sucking at that particular year. Yeah. Right? Because in three years, maybe it's not those teams anymore. But, I, yeah. Yeah, I guess so then. I, like, they have pieces, but I don't see them as a cup contender in three years. I just don't. Yeah. I just I feel, don't, really. Like, I feel like this is like Shovel Day off trying to save his job or something. <laughs> like someone somewhere I because guess, yeah. just because they made the playoffs last year mm-hmm. thinks that this is a cup contending team. Yeah. But I I don't see it unless you make some drastic moves yeah. within the next 3 years. Yeah. But you're going to have a harder time doing that cuz you just tied up 8 and a half million times 2. That's what I'm saying. I was like I could understand 8 and a half million for like for both these players. I can see 8 and a half mil. I can see 9 mil and 3 year terms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just keep it all the way to the no movement clause. Obviously, at that point, you don't really have leverage to um, trade them. They can just walk. Yeah. But you but have like, four but more that, years. That would have made sense. Yeah. The plan would have made, made sense. Yeah. Right? It would have been very clear. We're going for a cup in three years. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, I don't know. I, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of um, when players were getting shipped out left and right from San Jose, and then Hurl got an eight-year extension. They're like, what? <laughs> I d- and now we're both kind of... Not that they're bad players by any means, not, and not saying Shifley or Hellebuck are bad players. Quite the opposite. But they but, have... That's the thing. They have potential to be. Yes. And as a general manager, your job is evaluating potential, right? Yes. Yes. And I, I really hate to say it. Hurl uh, is one of my favorite players, but we should have traded him. 
Yeah. We should have traded him for assets. You, but you don't think Boston would have taken Tomas Hurdle right now? They would have, yeah. <laughs> they would have loved to have him. So yeah. and I think Hurdle might have been happier there too. Yeah. Personally. But I don't know if Hurdle has a no trade clause, but Yeah. Like, yeah. Either way, the signing for that long of a of a term didn't make sense to me. And it's not mm-hmm. making sense here. Obviously, maybe maybe Winnipeg has some master grand plan that we don't know about. Yeah. I don't know. Well, with Hellebuck tied up. Uh, there's a bunch of teams that are still in the market for a goalie. Yeah. So, I mean, who do you think is targeted now, right? Because um, uh, Tampa mm-hmm. needs a goalie because Vassie's out for about 10 weeks. Uh, I think they'll be able to hold off. Yeah, the new guy's questionable. Of course. But yeah. somehow Tampa has, you know, somehow just... Vassie was a backup to Ben Bishop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, he just turned into God as yeah. soon as he got that star position. Mm-hmm. Something about Tampa's system with goalies has been good. Even when they were, like, having... What's his name? Louis Domingue, I think. Yeah. Um, Curtis McElhinney. Yeah, not necessarily... Historically, not stellar goalies. Mm-hmm. And they held their ground in Tampa. I mean, when you True. have Victor Hedman and all these other players, it's yeah. a little bit easier. When you have that decor in front of you. Yes, yeah. it's a little bit easier, but... I think Tampa will be fine just based on how stacked that team is. Um, so then let's go to the other side. LA needs a goalie, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Edmonton needs a goalie, potentially, if Skinner doesn't work out. I think Edmonton needs a more, to be honest. Um, Calgary has Markstrom's looked good, mm-hmm. but has been shaky in the past. Yeah. Um, Minnesota, Gustafson's looked good, but mm-hmm. has been shaky in the past. So there's teams that need goalies. Yeah. So... You think John Gibson? Yes. Because yeah. for me personally, excluding maybe like players such as Fowler, Zegris, um, Gibson seems leagues above the current Anaheim team. I mean, in terms of skill level. Yes and no. I think it's hard to say because you look at his past couple seasons, he hasn't been like dominant, dominant. Yes, but, but like look at in front the team. Of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you. Gibson's also I expensive. I what's his term? I don't remember. Uh, I can look that up, but yeah. it's over five mil. Oh, okay. For yeah. over four years. Yeah, and and for reference, for most goalies, you're not usually goalies aren't getting paid that much more because usually goalies are also shipped out and shipped in pretty easily. Um, so to have a franchise goalie, it's it's quite a, quite a lot. Yeah, like Vasilevsky and Price were anomalies. Yeah, John Gibson has a cap hit of six point four million. For the next four years. Yeah. That is expensive for a goalie. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not crazy, but it is for a goalie. It's expensive. Yes. Because you need, you need skaters as well. And I don't know if, if there's a team that's trying to 30. Yeah. But if it, there's a team that's trying to go all in, like I would say, you know, if, if Winnipeg is trying to go all in on three years, but True. obviously they just signed a goalie for those three years, you know, I, I don't know. So I think John Gibson, in my opinion, is currently the most, Will be will become uh, the most sought after goalie in terms of like a team that wants to make a deep playoff run. I think so. there's another name we should throw in there, which is Karel Vamelka from Arizona. Really? You he had a so? great season last year, and Arizona's not going anywhere. Yeah, Arizona might go to Houston, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Arizona's not going to the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> so why not? Yeah, if you are a team that's looking to sell a goalie, mm-hmm. this is the time to do it. Yeah, people are desperate right now. Yes. Yeah, but what's his his cap hit is probably not very high because he's a relatively uh, newish goalie in the NHL. Yeah, but Melka has a two point seven two five cap hit for yeah. the next two years. See, that's oh definitely a lot more affordable, a lot more movable. Um, yeah, I guess so. It, it 
what are you so what are you looking for are you looking for almost like guaranteed elite ta- like proven talent with no. gibson or are you looking for something that's a little bit more affordable and rental like for the teams like la and edmonton i'm looking for a goalie that will give me consistent league average goaltending and let the rest of my stacked team shine i want i don't want a goalie that'll push me over the edge i want a goalie that won't crater my team yeah then Corral might be the better option in terms of John Gibson, just because of the cap hit alone. Yeah, and it's better cap management that way, right? Yeah. You've already, like, LA's gone all in on forward depth, so yeah. is Edmonton. Yeah, they got PLD, they got, well, I guess Dowdy, the Dowdy contract is eating up quite a lot, too. Yeah, Kopitar but, got an extension. I mean, yeah, they're pretty offense-heavy. Yeah, so then you got to compromise somewhere in a flat cap world, right? Mm-hmm. So then goaltending, you want cheap and reliable. Yes. That's all you want. Yeah. You don't need elite. Yeah. That is true. I mean, is LA's goalie situation that bad, though, right now? It's questionable, right? Okay. It's Cam Talbot and Phoenix Copley. It's so streaky. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, and last year, they went out and got Corpusalo, which Who really helped. On, yeah. But then he went to Ottawa. Yeah. So they need someone. Like, honestly, if they kept Corpusalo, I think they'd be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But he might have wanted too much or too much term. Yeah. Yeah. In that case, yeah, Corella is, is their is their best bet. Um, yeah. The other name that's been thrown around because he's in Toronto is Martin Jones. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm also just so by, I don't think he's had a good season since leaving San Jose. Like he's been fine, I guess he, as a backup. Yeah. Like everyone was talking about Seattle season last year, but neither goalie was over 900. No save percentage. Yeah. I was like, they, they were fine, I guess. But yeah. like Martin Jones is, uh, yeah, I, you don't know what you're getting with Martin Jones really anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just you might have, you might have like a god tier goalie. You might have a guy who can't stop a puck to save his life. Yeah, he's either elite or he's a massive crater yeah. in your team. So is that a risk you're willing to take? That's up to the GM, I guess. Like, but Martin Jones actually intrigues me for Tampa. Like, you need someone for a couple of weeks while Vassy's out. Martin Jones, and then what? And then Vassy's back. So you're just going to keep him on in, in the meantime? Yeah, wave him, trade him again. Who cares? Okay. Fair enough. I, I think his term is like one mil or something right yeah, now. Maybe like, two, like maybe so less. He's so. playing in the AHL right now for Toronto. Is he? Yeah. Oh, what wow. do you care you do with him? That's fair. I, I had no idea he went to the minors. Okay. Yeah. Dang, that's quite a fall from grace. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if you need something really quick and affordable, I guess Martin Jones is an option. But yeah, I there's a lot of goalie options we can we can go through. but. I don't know. In my the, opinion, John Gibson is the most reliable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Corral, it might be like the best in terms of stability. Yeah. Stability and cheap, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So we shall see. But yeah. I am keeping an eye on the goalie market the yeah. next couple of weeks. Yeah. There's a lot of, I, we think there's going to be a lot of change going around. So, yeah. Uh, we got one more story to end here. Yeah. And, uh, I hate that we have to keep talking about this. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I think when we first started this podcast, this is one of our first topics. And the fact that we're still talking about it months later. Yeah. It just it makes my blood boil a little bit. Not going to lie. But um, <clears throat> what we're talking about here, NHL has banned the use of pride tape in which, any scenarios. Which people, if they don't know, is on warmups, uh, you know, like there's obviously the black tape, which is like regulation, you know, that is required. Mm-hmm. Um, during warmups though, you can just use the rainbow tape, um, just so, you know, it support the evening, support the occasion. It's been banned. Yeah. So, so. um, actually I want to correct you there by regulation. Black tape is not required. Really? In the NHL rule book, um, players are allowed to use tape of any color. It's just that most players so prefer they can't use the pride tape. 
by yeah, so I, sh- I should say this. The rule book, if you look at it officially, says mm-hmm. players can use tape of any color. Typically, players tend to use black or white mm-hmm. because Match hockey players stick, yeah. and, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pride tape, like you said, is rainbow tape, and they could have used it until the NHL put out this directive banning it. Mm-hmm. And now they will be potentially fined if they do use yeah. rainbow tape. Yeah. Let's so, talk about the reaction to it, though, from around the league. Yeah, and like... Actually, before we get to the reaction, can we, like, why is this a problem? Yeah, sure. Like, this is just another step toward not really making your sport inclusive, right? Yeah. The whole reason people played with Pride Tape was to show support for LGBTQ+. Yeah. And um, this year, they're not allowing the warm-up jerseys because, like, seven players made a fuss about it it last year. And not just Pride. You're not allowed to do it for, like cultural supports that a bunch of team did uh, like military nights hockey fights cancer nights all of those have been taken away right? yeah none of those specialty nights jerseys and now something that was individual like tape color yeah uh has been banned as well yeah the my biggest gripe with this is for i think maybe eight somewhere between eight and ten years we've had hockey is for everyone the campaign mm-hmm. and now you basically just took a fat shit all over it classic nhl like culture and it's just like so what was it was it all just gaslighting for the past 10 years the past decade was it just like were you just trying to like rake in some money from the lgbtq community like you have there are definitely players um you know in the college system and overseas and just anywhere that that's playing professional hockey there are closeted players and now how do you think they feel about coming to the nhl it's just disappointing yes right and i was thinking about it like okay if I was in the mind of one of these executives, right, I understand, I don't agree with it, but I understand where their mind could go in terms of banning the jerseys, right? They're like, okay, these seven players dominated headlines and we don't like that. It's so, a bad look, yeah. Yeah, so let's just not have the jerseys. Yeah. And then the story becomes moot, basically, yeah. right? Um, disappointing, but expected. Disappointing, but I, I get the logic. Yeah. I don't get the logic with the tape. Yeah. What did you you ban the tape? What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, bro, it's tape. <laughs> it's no, also- like just PR wise. Yeah. Do you not think this was going to be a story? People are just going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. Or I mean, like the thing is, like, this is also ties into the reaction, right? Yeah. If you didn't want it to be a story, you shouldn't have done anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many players that reacted to it. not just players, but um, like just general or previous general managers and, you know, presidents and stuff have been like, this is not right. And yeah. when you have your own, your own league speaking out on it and like big name players, Connor McDavid was like, hopefully we reverse this, you know, mm-hmm. this ban. That seems like it's more negative publicity than not have banning the tape in the first place. It was place. a stupid PR move. Yes. Like the jerseys made sense. This one did not make sense at all. Yeah. Like it was a stupid, stupid PR move. Yes. Yeah. And, and to, to, we don't want to get carried away and say that, you know, we're like, it has to be this way or that way. I think, I think both sides are entitled to think whatever they want, believe whatever they want, but to say, to think that there's not going to be consequences to your actions is unbelievable. And clearly there are consequences to these actions. All these players are speaking out on your own league. Yeah. And the, the tape was always individual, right? The jerseys I get is like a team mandate. And if someone says it goes against my religion by law in this country, you have to honor that. Yeah. And the sticks, the sticks, everyone's got their own sticks set up. Yeah. Everything like someone else wearing pride tape is not going to 
sh- you have no jurisdiction over that. Yeah. Right. If you and, are, then you got bigger problems to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. But like you, someone cannot claim religious, like, and now I'm going into the, like, if we had to go to like down the law route here, yeah. right. Someone cannot claim religious, um, discrimination or something because somebody else is using pride tape. Yeah. So you just took a non-factor and you made it a factor. Yeah. It was a stupid decision. Yeah. But so far, what's been really positive is like a lot of the players, like you said, had mm-hmm. great um, comments about it in support of using the pride tape, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, Rasmus Anderson from the Calgary Flames. It's something that's close to my heart and something I would love to support, but it is what it is. And we've got to find other ways to support it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan Riley from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Whatever statement was made is fine, but as players, we're going we're going to continue to offer support and be allies. We want to be part of this community. Uh, Brian Burke, who is a former general manager and is now president of the PWHL Players Association, the Women's League. Uh, this is not inclusion or progress. Fans look to teams and the league to show that they are welcome. And this directive closes a door that's been open for the last decade. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake, this is a surprising and serious setback. Yeah. What was also cool is um, he talked to reporter Chris Johnson, who has his own podcast. Mm-hmm. And on that podcast, uh, Johnson mentioned that Burke would be uh, putting up money for any players that get fined for using pride tape. That's awesome. I, did, I didn't know about that until right now. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh, this, I skipped a bunch of other players that made statements. Connor McDavid, like you said, Zach Hyman, Anthony Duclair, Brad Marchand, John Merrill, Jack Hughes, yeah. all in support of using pride tape and, and against this directive. Yeah. And, and something I want to mention about that, these are all players that are coming from you know they're different ethnicities different like economic backgrounds different walks of life different, all of them are coming together against different this. teams yeah different teams they're yeah. all coming against this and saying this is messed up yeah and as the nhl as gary bettman i would be feeling some sort of pit in my stomach for doing this yeah like i can't even make justify it like from a financial sense no you weren't losing money on pride tape no this is just <laughs> i yeah yeah so I don't know, man. It's disappointing to say the least. Um, but th- again, to end on a positive, clearly there's there's resistance to this, and yeah. we have the NHL is full of people um, who know right from wrong and are saying, mm-hmm. you know, screw the consequences. We will take the fine if that means we're getting like if we're still going to support what we actually believe in, and you know, good for them. I, I think that's how it should be because if. Like you said, this is not financially beneficial to the NHL. This is not good for PR. And the players are just doing as as they place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whether, whether the consequences are there or not. So at least they're standing up for what they believe in. Yeah. And I hope a couple months from now, when all the teams are doing their pride nights and things like that, that these players stick up to it and we'll, yeah. we'll use the tape. You yeah. Know? I want to see that all across the NHL this year. Yeah. But I have hope for that one. Yeah. And the thing is, stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the one. one. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see that happen here, regardless of what, what side you're on. If you don't want to support the Pride Nights, fine. Don't act like there's no consequences. If you want to just suddenly ban Pride Tape, don't act like there's consequences, you know? Yeah. Just stand for what you believe in and, and keep going. And it's good to see that is still occurring in the NHL. Yeah. I think yeah. we'll end on that note. Yeah, that's a good way to end it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this has been uh, Glass Seats. Uh, we're out every week. You can catch us on Apple, Spotify, Google. We're also on YouTube and Instagram. For YouTube and Instagram, the handle is at Spud Network Podcast. So you can check out this show and you can check out our other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can leave us a like, comment, subscribe, follow, whatever it is on whatever platform you listen to us, helps us grow the show. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.